Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 54 and as per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. This week I am joined by an amazing actress who captured our hearts in one of the world's greatest comedy TV shows. Please welcome to the podcast, Rebecca Ryan. Drama School Dropout No graduation day Hello. Hello. How are you? I am very, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm. Do you know what? Like, this is the first week, sort of, since we've all been out of lockdown, that I'm like, you know what? I feel like life is back to normal. Oh, it does kind of feel like that now, doesn't it? And I'm like really glad about it yeah oh me too it really does feel like we're starting to get somewhere now yeah normality is starting to come back 100 oh, that's what we want I was in a nightclub last week for the first oh, time amazing. I was like what is the in the, the really weird thing is because we went out with it for so long I am um, I graduated from college at the at the end of so June 2019, and then I went to uni and dropped out, hence the podcast name. But all of my friends that didn't go on to uni are now texting me and they're like, hey, I'm in a show in three weeks. Do you want to come? I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, please. Anything. Yes. It, it's, I'll just, go. it's really nice to see like all of the people that were just starting out at the yeah. point where we went into lockdown now they're like doing really cool theater stuff and I'm like I am so proud of you all yeah because it really feels like it's coming back now as well yeah. doesn't it like it just mm. everything just stopped and it was really scary but it is feeling like things are getting back on track and things are starting to pick up so let's just hope keep positive mental attitude it's gonna carry on <laughs> yeah that's I'm I'm directing a show in April just now and I keep um I keep saying to one of my best friends who I wrote it with I'm like, oh, but like, let's just keep everything crossed that we're still all yeah. good in April. Oh, yeah, it has to be. When we it booked it, be. we were like, surely we'll be out of it by then. But then, like, everyone's sort of like, we're jumping in and out all year. Oh, I know. You don't know, do you? But yeah, you have to be positive. You have to yeah. be. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen and it'll be great. Gonna, ha- I'll be like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, uh, it's happening. You <laughs> yeah. will have to arrest me. It's happening and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to drag me out. Yeah. Um, how has it been for you coming out of lockdown? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a bit scary. But yeah, like I say, I feel like things are picking up, things are getting better. So I'm slowly getting back to to normal, really. And I'm really liking it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving are the auditions and that starting to roll back in. Yeah, things are starting to pick up now. And it was a bit scary at a moment because you just feel like when is the when is this ever gonna end? And it did get a bit like, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. Um I think everyone thinks, especially what I've found is I've had a lot of people that have worked on really big TV shows and things. I think a lot yeah. of people think like you've done Shameless, you've done Waterloo Road. I think people think yeah. that those shows have set you up for life. Like you could quite happily yeah. sit back and be like, I, I never wish. need to work again. <laughs> That's not like the case, is it? No, I wish that was the case. I'd be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Just go and do a couple of episodes here and there, but yeah. rely on the Shameless money. So you do, you do have to, th- so when everything sort of stopped, I, I did have a moment where I think, what? what am I going to do now? What, yeah. if, what if this doesn't pick up? What 
I don't know how to do anything else. I've never done anything else in my entire life since I was yeah. 11. So it is, it, well, yeah, I was, I was, there was a moment where I, I was genuinely terrified. Because <laughs> I remember there was a conversation and we're going to talk about Shameless later on, um, but Samantha Siddle, who played, oh my God, Mandy Maguire, nearly forgot her name. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing a big conversation because she had tweeted something about like, now that Shameless has been added to Netflix, are we getting any money out of it? And I remember yeah. people being like, why is she complaining? Because royalties are like pennies. And I was sat there thinking like, they're not working. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think people just assume because you've been on a long running TV show and people, and, and some people will recognize you and some people know you, they just assume that you're set and you have money yeah. and that you know what and but and it is like you know when you see famous actors or that have gone on to do other jobs and the you know the papers get hold of it or something and it's like some big oh, it's disgusting huge news story. It's like that is ridiculous like yeah I it really it's it's sickening that really because you know isn't that isn't that an amazing thing to do yeah. to get up and go and go and do what you have to do absolutely and I, I, I don't even think there's, there should be a story in that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I spoke about it the other day with Ethan Lawrence from Bad Education, and I still haven't found out what the lady's name is, and I should probably know about it because um, I, I spoke about this quite a lot. It was the girl that was playing one of the Slaters on EastEnders. She yes. had yes. Um, Shane Ritchie's kid. Yes. Um, and yeah. And the work dried up on EastEnders, and yes. she was doing, like, security work at B&M. Yes. And... I think that actors can't really win because if she no. would have signed on, they would have been like, Absolutely. oh, so this TV star, she's too above it all to go and get a real job. But yes. now she's got a real job. Everyone's like, oh, well, she isn't very good, is she? I know. It's, it's it's outrageous. It is outrageous that that people think like that. It's, and it just, it, it's pathetic, really. It, I mean, it's got a lot to do with the press. Oh, wait, massively, massively. Dude, and they shouldn't be horrible. allowed, they shouldn't be allowed to do it because it is, yeah. it's disgusting. I didn't even sort of, because I'm not famous in any way of the slightest, <laughs> I'd never experienced any of it. And then as these episodes have started to roll out, the podcast has got a bit of attention. And yeah. I was like getting sent things, no mention of the podcast. I'm like reading something and I'm like, this is verbatim what I said and my name's yeah. not even on it. And I was like, fuck you all. Yeah, it's I know. Horrible. It's, it, it is, it's horrible. So I can't imagine what it's like for them, them to be like putting their nose in your public life because obviously mine was like a, a an interview with Lorraine Stanley from EastEnders. And, yeah. But then when they're sort of like, oh, she's got a real job. She's not a real actress anymore. Like I can't imagine what that's like. And And what? Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? You want to say, and 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 good for her. Because yeah, well they flag her. her off if she signed on the doll. Absolutely. Good on her. Yeah. You know, like, is that a, yeah, like, good on her. Well done her for getting off her backside and doing something for herself. We shouldn't really be speaking about it. Like, yeah, it should really... No, it's not <laughs> it an issue. And it's just like anyone, if anyone had, you know, had lost their job the first thing they would do was try and look for another one yeah. or try and, you know, try and do something else. And it's absolutely no different just because no. you work, you know, in quote unquote, the public eye, you know, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's no different from any other job that you would do. But what I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? 
Well, okay. So it's a bit of a funny one. So I was six years old and my I got two brothers, both actors. My older brother Charlie and my younger brother Jack. Um so I was six years old and my older brother Charlie he um was going for an audition he'd done loads and loads loads of tv loads of theater never stopped and he went for an audition uh for tommy the rock opera at the palace theater in manchester and i went with him to drop him off i went with my mom drop to drop him off i had i think i had my uh arsenal top on just wasn't even dressed for it properly anyway went in there and Charlie went in for the audition and they had a tape measure at the door. Yeah. And so when you walked in, you stood by the tape measure. And so Charlie walked in, stood by the tape measure and he said uh, to my mum, oh, just to let you know, he's a little bit too tall for the part. But it was like an open audition. They said, we can go in and you know, see how he gets on and whatever. And they kind of looked at me and they went, oh, there's, there's sort of a role going for around your age. If you want to go in, you know, if you, if you want to go in with your, you with your brother. And I was just sort of there for the day. I said, well, yeah, okay. Wow. I'll go in. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything else. I'd just gone to drop him off. So we went in and we had like the whole, they, they did like a whole open audition day. It was like a workshop really. So we did that. I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and I ended up getting the part. Uh, so I played a young Tommy in that when I was six. I cut my hair like a boy's and dyed it black and played Tommy in Tommy the Rock Opera, uh, the young Tommy. And um, oh, it was brilliant! Absolutely loved it. It was it was you know something I'd never done before. Had you thought about? I know you like six years old is like really young. Has that yeah. something that you'd been involved in, interested in? No, no, I did um, Irish dancing. Yeah. So I did Irish dancing from I was about three years old up till I was about sixteen, maybe. I found um, that out not long ago, and. There's um, one of the funeral scenes. Um, yeah. Might be Mandy's. Yeah. And I remember, I've, obviously I've watched Shameless for years when I was too young to watch it. And I was like, and then it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, that's why yeah. they had her do that. Because I think, <laughs> I think it was a, one of, I think it might have been Mandy's. Yeah, there was a funeral. And there was a, there was like a, a few times randomly, yeah. the, you go, oh, can you do some? And they do like a, a weird montage of me just dancing. Yeah. And um, I was like, because it was like really random for Debbie. To, I remember that it was random for Debbie to be involved in it. Yeah. And then I was like, I found out you could Irish dance. And I was like, ah, makes sense. Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I'd just always done the dancing, always wanting to do the dancing. And then I never really thought about anything else. I was just there. So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go in and do it. So I got that. And that was amazing. Never thought anything of it. Just had a really great experience, a really great time. Went back to the dancing school and whatever. And never really thought about it again. <laughs> So a few years later, I was 10, I, um, Charlie again, got a part in State of Play uh, to play David Morrissey's son in State of Play. And so his agent rang up and they said, oh, we're just looking for, we just want photos of you to put around the set, you know, as a baby or something to to dress the set. And they happened to mention on the phone that um, they haven't cast a little sister for you yet. They're still looking. And he said, well, I've, I've got a little sister who, who, who acts, I have. I'd, I'd done Tommy, but I hadn't really done anything beforehand. Yeah. Um, and they said, right, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll send a cameraman down to Manchester or up to Manchester. Yeah, so they said, we'll send someone up to Manchester and we'll audition you both together um, and, and see how you get on. So we did that. We auditioned together and I got the part. So we ended up playing brother and sister in State of Play. 
did he take a 10% cut of the job because he technically I know he should have done now shouldn't yeah. he yeah he should have done now we shouldn't say that too um, loud he might ask you for it now I know yeah you get a text Keep it on the <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we both did that we had a, an amazing time you know going to London and filming that together it was brilliant and then uh, Paul Abbott wrote State of Play yeah. he also wrote Shameless so one of my heroes oh, absolutely incredible and he sort of said I'm writing this new thing and I'd love you to come and audition for a character a new character that I'm writing for and it kind of just snowballed from there and I went to the audition and and that was and that was that and that just was sort of a domino really. effect yeah absolutely so all what was the audition we can talk about shameless now it's, uh, I'm ready for it um <laughs> what was the audition process like for shameless oh, we went into this room and it was kind of it was very there was no script that we had they it was just kind of all improvisations so I just remember going in the room and they're they're being right oh can you pretend I think it was so long ago now it's hard to even remember but it was something like oh pretend you're at school and you're coming into the head teacher's office and they're going to tell you off you know you've done yeah. something wrong so it was just a lot of improvisation really and a lot of um I think I cried in it and then I started burst out laughing and then I'd, I'd, God knows what I did, but it it worked somehow. <laughs> did you remember where you were when you got the part, like when you were told? Yes, I was. Well, I was actually as I was leaving the audition because uh, you usually wait and find out, yeah. you know, sort of a few weeks after or whatever. Um, but I remember as I was leaving the audition, I was going to Ireland the next day. Uh, to visit family over there and I, I think I'd mentioned that in the audition that I was going I was excited to go to Ireland and so when I was walking out they they followed me out and I think they said to my mum um don't take her anywhere yeah they kind of said when when are you going to Ireland what's the situation with that <laughs> um so I, yeah so um I think I had to I think I still went but I had to come back early yeah uh, because they were starting filming pretty quickly so yeah I had to come back earlier I do remember that so one of the questions that I was really interested about asking, and then I kind of snowballed it into another podcast episode because I on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I was talking about, because there's a lot of scenes with young Debbie and Marty where obviously yeah. Marty's got Tourette's and things. And I was sort of really curious about how, because um, you were only, what, 12, 13 when you started? I was 11 when I started, 11, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So obviously Shameless isn't well known for its um, child-friendly language and themes. And yeah. I, I was really interested to sort of find out how they protected you from that. Um, but yeah. you answered that question and told me they didn't. <laughs> well, no, you kind of, you know, obviously my mum was there throughout the whole time. Yeah. and But I mean, I think going into a show like that, you have to be prepared that you're going to be, you know, exposed to the language and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, you kind of prepared yeah. yourself for that but in terms of like any you know I know there was a lot of sex scenes and stuff like that and they you know they did keep a complete closed set yeah. they didn't you know the people on there were the minimum people that had to be there mm -hmm. there was no you know it was the smallest crew Debbie wasn't watching Maxine Peake yeah exactly yeah, yeah that was completely closed any sort of nudity and anything like that especially you know when I was younger there was no I wasn't exposed to any of that so it was it was just the language but I suppose you can't get away in a show like that you, there's no getting away from that yeah. that is and you kind of just have to accept yeah. that you know and I think you know my mum read the script and I think at first she was a bit it was a bit shocking because yeah you know of all the language and stuff like that but I think as she carried on reading the script it one it was fantastically written yeah 100%. and two 
it was very funny. So I, um, when Netflix uploaded Shameless last year, I've watched it. I've watched it many times since it's come on. Um, and I think I forgot how much of a weirdo Debbie was. Such a weirdo. Like some of the stuff in those early seasons, like one of my favorite bits is where uh, Frank's having a fight with somebody. I think it might have been Ian. I think Ian, second episode, something like that. Yeah. And Debbie just <laughs> turns around the big piece of meat. I'm like, what is this kid doing? Big like a plum. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite memory from those early days of Shameless? No, but it's funny you say that because at the time filming it, I had no idea she was that weird. <laughs> And it was only afterwards, like sort of maybe even a few years after. And I thought, oh, watch it, because, you know, because yeah. it's it get a different perspective. When you're a bit older, you see, you know, different things. So I rewatched it and I thought, wow, I never noticed what a weirdo she was. She was really weird. She was always um, lauded as well. She always had a shit ton of money. Oh, she always, oh, she always had a plan. That's why. I mean, uh, she kidnapped a child. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Little Geordie. Yeah. And my... My and she she got quite a lot of money from selling the porn videos. Yeah, that was just what I was about to say. Because um, I was talking to um, I had Warren Donnelly on in, <laughs> in the summer, and he was saying that was one of his biggest what the fuck moments from Shameless, where he was dressed as Elvis doing that sex tape thing, and uh, she always had a shit ton of money, and I always remembered that. Yeah, she, she wasn't stupid, Debbie. She knew <laughs> she knew how to get by. She knew how to get by. Did you, um, is there anything in your house currently from the Shameless set? You don't have to confirm or deny anything. Yeah. You know what? No. And I'm really, really gutted that I didn't think to do that. Well, apparently Geordie Latham took the sign from the jockey. Yeah, I think a few of them, I think a few of them have got really great memorabilia from the set. And it's just something that I never even thought of. And now I'm kicking myself. I mean, I'd surely love... somebody's got something that they can give you. I know, I know. You would think I'd have to, I'll have to try and find something. I know, I yeah. can't believe that would be so amazing now, wouldn't it? And I can't yeah. believe I've never done that. I'm, <laughs> see, I'm such a goody two shoes. That's the problem. <laughs> I was probably too scared of getting caught and told Well, off. by the sounds of it, they weren't very strict about it because apparently Geordie just turned up with a van and took the, um, the full sign off the front of the jockey. So I don't think you'd have got that uh, into too much trouble. Um, oh. Have you noticed a resurgence of popularity since it's been added on to Netflix again? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I know I notice a lot of people are just seeing it for the first time. So a lot of people sort of... Which I don't understand. And yeah, but I, so, I suppose a lot of people sort of my age and younger, because we, like I say, I started at 11. Mm. So, I mean, I know some people still wa did watch it. Sort of. I started watching um, it when I was 13. Yeah, I know some people did watch it younger, but a lot didn't. And I think now now it's come on Netflix. A lot of people are watching it for the first time. I introduced my um, best friend so to get, it. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're yeah. getting a lot of new, um, sort of a new like audience from it now, which is really nice as well. Over lockdown, uh, me and my best friend, he lives across the road. We bubbled up together because I was living on my own and didn't oh. really fancy doing lockdown on no, my own. No, absolutely um, not. So me and my friend binge watched um, all of Shameless and all of Two Pints of Lager and a packet of crisps. And I was like, how have you never seen any of these shows? Oh, so he didn't know what he's missing. What sheltered lifestyle did you lead? <laughs> um, but what I always like to talk about is as well, have you watched any of the American version? So I have watched the very first episode. Yeah. I've only watched the very first episode. And 
it's word for word exactly the same I as the it. English one. I know, well, I know, I, well, I'm assuming, or I think that obviously as it goes on, it creates its it own did. stories and they, they they go on with it. But I think it was just so weird for me to watch because I was mm. just seeing, it was because it was exactly the same script. I was, I couldn't get my head around yeah. it being with different characters. And it, it's not very good. Um, I, Well, I, I've heard sort of mixed review. I think they're like the diehard Shameless fans hate it. And then you get sort of we the do. ones that are more new to it that absolutely love it. Um, and it, I think it's just different. But yeah, I, I watched the first one and I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around it just being exactly the same. Yeah. I think it's the first two series that are word for word the same. Oh really? Oh it's, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd find it. I'd find it super weird. It's also just um, terrible. <laughs> um, I, I I have this joke with like my friends because everyone knows how much I love Shameless and I, I reference it all the time in things. Um, my my uni lecturers are sick of me banging on about Shameless. <laughs> um, and me and my friends have a running joke that I can never have anyone from the US Shameless on the podcast. Oh no, I have that's it. So much shit about them. <laughs> yeah that's like, it you've shot yourself in the foot there haven't you <laughs> it's like i'll probably never get a job on hollyoaks <laughs> um but you turned 18 on the shameless set what was it yeah. like celebrating a massive milestone on what i call the world's greatest comedy i think mean, it was great it was, it was a family it was a family. Yeah. And it's so cliche to say i know probably everyone from a long-running series says that but it genuinely was and I think because I came on it so young I grew up on it so yeah. I grew up with sort of five extra brothers and sisters and, and sort of auntie and uncles and I I did and because I, I saw them more or less every day all the time so it was like a family atmosphere and everyone looked after me so much it was just so lovely um, and I remember on my actual 18th birthday because I, before I turned 18, I'd always try and sneak into clubs in Manchester. But because I was, I was quite small and I, and I still don't look my age now, I could never get in because I yeah. never looked old enough. I always, try, I always tried it and I could never get in. Um, and I, I'd, I'd get sort of my friend's idea, you know, I'd keep trying. No, no, wouldn't, ne- could never, ever get in. And I remember I was finally turning 18 and I remember speaking to Elliot um, and we were filming that and I was like, oh, Elliot, my 18th and I'm going to go, I'm going out, I'm going out this weekend for the first time. It's my 18th birthday, can I actually go to a club? <laughs> I said, oh, where, where are you going? I said, oh, we're going to the birdcage for my for my birthday. Yeah. I'm at my 18th, that's the first club. Is that the one that's right across from Tiger Tiger in Manchester? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's changed now. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, oh, but it was the best I've had some of the best nights in there but <laughs> yes yeah, so we we got in and I give my ID to the the bouncer and he actually said to me was like oh you've got your own ID this time well done <laughs> and I, was like, yes. I remember that because I'd been going out before I was 18 but I look older because I've got a beard and things the first time I ever got ID'd was on my 18th birthday and I'd been going to this club quite a, for maybe three years before I was 18 <laughs> and she ID'd me this bouncer that I knew and I handed her my ID and she went and like looked up at me and she was like you've been coming in here for three years and I was like oh here we go fucking like, I'm leaving now. she was like mm, going like, <laughs> not happy with you yeah that's um, British culture isn't it yeah so I re- so I was always oh, so happy I was finally in there I was allowed to be in there um and I got a tap on my shoulder as I sort of as I went in, 
and it was the manager that was stood there and I thought oh god what have I done I've not done anything <laughs> and then they said <laughs> they said are you Elliot's friend and I said oh yeah yeah he went right come with me and I thought oh no what have I done I don't know what to do <laughs> I promise I am 18 yeah so he walked up and he walked into like a sort of VIP area and um, he got me like loads of bottles of champagne and loads of drinks. And he was like, Elliot has told me to make sure that I look after you and that you have the best 18th birthday. So he'd rang, he'd rang up. Amazing. Um, he'd rang up the birdcage to make sure I had the best 18th birthday and made sure that they all looked after me. And it was just so lovely. I love things like that, especially I've had a few birthdays on in theatres and things and everyone always goes so far out of their way to make it so... Yeah, oh, it was so lovely. It was Um, so lovely. Would you ever go back for a shameless reunion? Because I know that you were like one of the two Gallaghers that didn't go back for the final episode. Yes, yeah, I would definitely go back. I would have gone back um, when they did the reunion show but I was doing a play at the time in Edinburgh and there was just no way I could. Yeah. I, we were right in the middle of the run and there was no way I could have got the time off to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise I would have definitely have done it. If I could have made it work, I definitely would have. Absolutely. There were, were rumours last year because um, I think Jodie Latham posted a few things on his Instagram story that was like shameless reunion. Oh, really? Nothing's, nothing's oh. happened quite yet. So... Um, Feel free to just not speak about that, if anything. Or, or like, blink twice if they're correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't heard anything, but (laughs) we did do do, um, a sort of a a Zoom reunion a few weeks ago, which was quite quite good. Um, And it was really nice after not seeing anyone for a long time. So it was really lovely to, to have that. Yeah, but not nothing else that I know of anyway. (laughs) Nothing yet. Um, well, I've, I've got my fingers crossed. And um, anybody, if they are planning um, a reunion, I, I will fight. I will fight somebody to be in it. Um, I will work for free as also to be in Shameless. Um, what I also always love to ask, because I think it's so interesting, is uh, we're moving on from Shameless, by the way. We don't have to. I, I bang on about it enough. Um, if you were booked in the West End to do a one-month run in a two-person show and production came to you and said listen, we've got as much money as we need. Who do you want to be your co-star? You can pick anyone in the world. Who would you pick? That is such a tough question. Because <laughs> my list is probably endless, <laughs> to be honest. Um, um, it is a... Oh, God, that is a tough Mine's one. always Catherine, um, even though she would make me look like... Oh, amazing. Yeah, that, that's a great one. I think... I mean, I love Stephen Graham. Yeah, I love. Lots of people have said him. I think he's amazing. I'd love to get to work with him. I think he's just amazing at everything he does. He just and he seems like he'd be such a down to earth, funny, lovely guy. And I yeah, yeah, I think he would be amazing. So then another we're talking we spoke about Shameless, one of the biggest TV shows to ever come out of Britain. Then you happen to be in another one. that has also just made a massive announcement. Um, what I know, I know. How amazing is that? And I thought it was fake when I saw it because it's like because um, there was a YouTube channel for ages that had all of the episodes on, and I always thought it was like yeah. a fan that had done it. And then I started to see all of this stuff, and it was from that account. I was like, mm, bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. How was that? You were like a proper main player on that show. Yeah, I was in it for three years. I think from 
series five, five, six, seven. Something like that. I, I Something don't, like I, that, yeah. Five, I should have wrote that down. I started. Yeah, I should really remember. But yeah, series five, I think it was, five, six, seven. I was in, yeah, for three years. And I came, the, when I first went in as well, I was in my final year. So I was what would have been year 11. Yeah. Um, and then... Stayed for three years. I, yeah, and then I just stayed for three years, really. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, I'm, so I obviously failed my exams and redid the year. And then I don't know what happened for the next year. <laughs> I, would just, I must have failed again, <laughs> but I was there. I was there again. <laughs> see, when it comes to other big shows like that, see, because at the time it was closer to the like the gra- the prime time of Shameless. Did you ever feel like you sort of were being looked at as Debbie Gallagher? I suppose, yeah. I suppose in 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 terms of the roles that I'm playing, I mean, can't complain. They've been amazing roles to yeah. play, but they, I, you know, they are a lot of you know pregnant teenagers, sort of chavy characters. Um, which which have been great, which is yeah you know have had my career on and it's been mm. it's been absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, in a way, I suppose so. But you know, I try to do sort of different things yeah, with each 100%. character that I've played. So uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not complaining at all. I, every character that I have played ha- have been absolutely amazing, and I've had some amazing storylines come out of them. As long as they're paying the bills, I suppose you don't mind if you. Still being no, Debbie Gallagher. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have um, a favourite behind-the-scenes story from Waterloo Road? Mm-hmm. I mean, we did have some great nights out. <laughs> <laughs> Spill. Who, who who broke the law? Give me all the deep dark secrets. What was the good? What was good? I mean, we did we did have a laugh. I mean, if you were ever in a scene with um, Philip Martin Brown, I mean, that was it. You were you were in stitches laughing from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, really, we really did. We, I mean, we really had a great time on that. We never stopped laughing. Um, and I think when I went on to Waterloo Road as well, I was an adult. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, I was eight, I was 18. You started so the job as of, like an adult. And... Yeah. So I felt, I, I felt like I wasn't the baby of the show anymore. Yeah. Um, because no matter if I was still on Shameless now and it was still running, I would always still... see myself as a baby of the group because, yeah. you know, I, I always was. It. So I think when I went into Waterloo Road, I felt a bit more grown up and I was with a lot of, you know, a lot of people that were my age. Yeah. Which was really nice. Um, so it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like going to school with your mates every day and we had it, we just had the best time. It was, it was a great show to work on. So apparently, no official announcements have been made. Um, it's coming back to Manchester. They're leaving us in Scotland because um, I don't know yeah. why. They prefer Boris than Nicola. Um, <laughs> could we see a Vicky McDonald come back? I would love that. Failure exams I again? Think she'd be great. <laughs> I think she'd be a great science, te- science teacher. I mean, she only failed them twice. But yeah. apparently she was a science whiz. So <laughs> I don't know what happened. So let's but make. He, she could yeah. go back and reset again. Yeah, she could definitely be a science teacher. I think. Yeah. She, I think she'd be great as a science teacher. Yeah, I'm, put, I'm putting that out there. <laughs> I, I'm actually quite excited for it all to start again. Oh, me too. I can't wait. I was so shocked when I it heard came out that of they, nowhere. Well, I was. I was shocked in the first place when I heard it was going. When yeah. I heard they were they were ending it, I thought, oh my goodness, like. That was the show because that that was the show. Like I said, I came into it in probably series five, and that was a show that I'd always watched 
yeah. when I was younger and thought, oh my, I just want to be in that show. I just want to be in that show. For years and years, I've watched it. And um, yeah, and it was a brilliant show. So I was I was really shocked when they mm. ended it in the first place. So I think it's amazing that they bring it back. And oh, I'm so happy. So definitely, we've got to be looking out over the next year for the Shameless reunion, which obviously I'm going to be yeah, in. Oh, and yeah. um, Vicky McDonald's come back to um, Waterloo Road. We definitely got to be oh, looking out for all of those. Um, because she is blinking like it's true, like I told her. <laughs> Just morse coding herself through. I'm only joking. Um, but we're going to play a game now, and it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And these are all stories okay. that our listeners have sent in. And one of them is made up by a producer, Hev. And so two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And one is a big fat lie. And it's our job to find out which one's the lie. I've got the answer in a sealed envelope so we can play along together. Um, and these, these are some of my favourite things I read these earlier. I love them all. I hope they're all Okay. True. Number one, <laughs> I was at my grandma's funeral, my boyfriend's grandma's funeral, and my agent called me to let me know that I had got a leading part in a West End show that I'd been auditioning for for months. Instinctively, I just screamed, yes, thank God, in the middle of this poor woman's wake. I really hope that's true. <laughs> oh, goodness, <laughs> Number two, during my final performance of drama school, I was waiting in the wings to enter. And when I walked on stage, my little sister shouted, that's my big brother. And the whole audience started laughing. Number three. I've done that before. (laughs) I feel like I probably would have. I did that to to my big brother. I did. And then someone in the audience. Is is this your big brother that sent this in? I know. And someone in the audience tapped me on the shoulder and, and said, you're distracting Charlie. Oh, yeah, I did exactly the same thing. I just shouted out. I was like, I, I, I went, hi, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. My best friend was doing his graded unit monologue assessment, which is basically like, I don't know if you'll know, it's like just your end of college sort of assessments. Yeah. And he had an alarm clock as a prop. The alarm wasn't supposed to go off. But I set it to go off five minutes into his performance. And when it did go off, his face was an absolute picture. Oh, okay. So I have to choose the one that I don't think is true. One of them is a lie and we have to figure out which one it is. I don't know. Can you time? I don't think you can time an alarm clock to go off through a performance. That's what I think. That My, first, my gut instinct is saying that that one is the lie and Same. the rest are true. Because I can, I can, can see the other timing. two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially with graded unit. I've gone through graded unit and that would be really difficult because you go in the room on your own. And, and that would be really harsh as well. <laughs> I mean, me and my friends no? like had prank wars and shit, but I don't think I ever took it that far. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's all right having a little joke, but that's a bit much, is it not? I, I just accidentally know. strangled someone. <laughs> <laughs> but he headbutted me three weeks before in rehearsals, so it was just kind oh. of... Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm going to agree with you and we'll, we'll go for number three. Yeah, we'll oh, go for number three. Sorry to everyone that can hear the envelope opening. It's need to come up. Oh, we were wrong. Number two. Oh, no, number two. <gasps> As if that oh. was true. <laughs> so somebody, well, what I will say is that you have impeccable fucking timing. <laughs> That's all I'll say. If you got an alarm clock to go off through someone's graded unit you have impeccable timing um yeah I, that some of them are my favorite things like i thrive on funny drama school stories i absolutely love them they're one of like 
I, I could read and listen to them for hours. Um, but we've come to the end of the podcast now. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can everyone find you on social media? Oh, thank you very much. Um, social media, yes. Um, Rebecca Ryan dot ninety one. I think it is. I'm, you know, I really am terrible. Aren't I? Rebecca Ryan underscore. See, I need to get this right. Don't. So that's terrible. It'll Rebecca all Ryan be down in the show notes below. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely. Oh, thank you very much. Massive fan of you. And oh. I've watched Shameless for like 10 years now. And I, I bang on about it all the time. So um, feel free to get ready to start the restraining oh, order. Oh, thanks very much. It's been so lovely. Thank you so much. Um, and I will let you get back to normal life. Have a lovely rest of your weekend. Fantastic. You too. I'll thank see you, you later. so much. Bye. Bye. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 54 completed. Thank you so much to Rebecca for coming on the podcast and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. As per usual, they're always there. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps me out so much you don't even know and it's free. So why the bloody hell not? And remember, if you've got a story for stage right or stage shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I will be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode. And my guest definitely thinks you're tacky and he definitely hates you. So make sure to come back next Tuesday, same time, same place for a brand new episode. Have a great week. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Drama school dropout No graduation day for you